All right, hello everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Extreming Disney, the podcast focused on all things Disney Plus. Today, me and my VIP guest will be jumping into a time machine to the year 2000, and we'll be taking a look at an animated film from their massive library, The Emperor's New Groove. But you know the deal. Before we get into today's movie talk, I have to tell you just ways in which you can help out this podcast. First thing you can do, hit that follow button on whatever provider you're listening to this on. Um, that way you can stay up to date on new episodes when they post. Secondly, follow the podcast on Facebook. On Facebook, I post announcements, videos, news regarding Disney Plus or the show. But also, I think it's going to be super helpful if you leave a review on the pod about the podcast on the Facebook page, that way when people take a look at it, they'll be able to look at this as a legitimate podcast. I know a lot of you who are listening to it, you guys are like my close friends, so you might not be even thinking about it, but I'm just asking, please, this would be actually a really good way to drum up more listeners. Um, finally, again, about drumming up more listeners, you can post this podcast, you can share this podcast with friends and family. That way we can really expand the listening audience and we can grow this community of people who love Disney together. Um, the more people we get interested, the more guests we could have, as well as we could just expand to be doing new shows and different things that I'm sure we'll all be interested in. Anyway, um, I know what you really want me to do is for us to get onto the show, so I'm going to stop talking and let you experience me and my wife together <laughs> on a podcast. Okay, so today, like I said, is an incredibly special show for me. I'm going to introduce my guest here in a, mer a minute, and um, I'm going to embarrass her a little bit. And I'm a little nervous, too, just because, I don't know, we'll see how this goes. Um, but I got to say that my guest today is probably the most amazing, beautiful, and funniest people that I know. And not only am I lucky to have her as today's guest... But I'm even luckier to have her as my partner in life, my incredible wife, Jess Eklund. Jess, thanks for coming on the show. Wow, thanks for making me. <laughs> making you? What do you mean? This is, this is not something you always wanted to do? No. <laughs> not up until this very second. You're never like, man, I want to get married someday so I can oh. do a podcast episode with my husband. <laughs> No, I never wanted to be on a podcast or to be married someday. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> well, stranger things have happened. And all of its awkward... Awkward what? Glory. Let's take it out. <laughs> We're not editing anything out. We're keeping this intact. Um, it's funny that, you know, she we, we talked about being married. What is also very special about this day. Oh, yeah. um, this is May 11th. Which is our anniversary. This is one year being married to each other. So, yeah, I'm sure all of you guys are cheering together, um, <laughs> listening to that. We I should like add a little cheer. You yeah, know, you, see, you hear that sometimes. Um, I don't know how to do that yet. I'm not a great <laughs> podcaster. So, Jess, how do you feel about being on the show? Um, I feel very awkward, and great. Um, I don't really have much to say. So. It's it's not gonna go well. <laughs> no, but here we don't are. say that. Everyone's gonna um, love it. I'm I'm excited because we're talking about one of my favorite movies, and I don't like many movies, so that is true. Mm -hmm. um, Jess has a, a very limited library of movies that she loves, where mm -hmm. mine is way bigger. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Jess likes to I think nest with the movies that she already knows she loves and I'm always on the hunt to see movies I've yeah. never seen before I mean you'll watch a movie knowing that you won't like it right I would never just so I can <laughs> just so I can kind of the check that one that off my list yeah it makes me angry <laughs> and what's what's crazy about it is there are things where um Jess will get it set in her mind that she won't watch or like something, even though she's never seen it before. For my, my prime example is, let's watch Labyrinth. 
No, I have seen that, and I don't like it. No, you've seen Pan's Labyrinth. Tomato potato. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 David Bowie, no, no. David Bowie, no, no, no. Because of that scene where the guy gets killed, the rabbit hunter, and they hit him with a bottle. Baby, that is a different movie. I don't like it. So she won't watch <laughs> Labyrinth, which came out in the 80s, because a movie that came out in the 2000s <laughs> named Pan's Labyrinth. This is what I'm dealing with. <laughs> so this is just a roast. Great. No, no, no. Um, <clears throat> so usually at this point, I would ask my guests um, what they've been doing during the quarantine, <laughs> as we are all still in Corona. Um, but I mean, as everybody can imagine, um, I'm sure you know, the two of us have been having a great time since we get to spend all our time together. Isn't that right, babe? It, it is. We actually have a lot of fun and we laugh too much. We Some, laugh a lot. Sometimes at our own expense. Sometimes. Mostly at our own expense. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I think one year being married has really helped, you know, just we've, we've been having a great, a great time. Yeah, it's been, I recommend it. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Ten llamas out of ten llamas. I, I could not imagine doing quarantine, being under quarantine with anyone else other than you. I would go crazy. Yeah. This is awesome. You're, you're great. <laughs> um, but we've spent a lot of time playing board games, mm-hmm. um, watching television, watching movies. Hiding your phone. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but we've also, it's been nice because we've both been able to work from home. Yeah. With each, each thing that we are doing. So that's, been, that's made it a lot easier Definitely. as well. And it's good, because, like, also, like, being married for a year, like, I don't want to go anywhere else but be with you, you know? So being in the same house as you has been great. Yeah. Okay, so enough with the niceness, because we're going to go into a little bit of a divisive conversation, I think, as we talk about today's main topic, um, Emperor's New Groove. So that's going to be the focus of today's episode. So we're going to kind of rewind a little bit to the year 2000. Um, this is not like a timed podcast in the fact, in the sense that like, there's nothing coming out that's making us want to revisit it. It's really just because I knew I wanted to have Jess on. I wanted her to pick something that she cared about, something that she loved. So I said it could be anything from Disney Plus, television, movies, whatever. And she chose this one. Um, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to choose this one. I'm going to make you watch it. And I'm going to force us to talk about it because historically I don't like this movie or I haven't liked this movie. So just tell me, why did you pick this movie? Well, it's a great movie and I love it. I want to watch it all the time and I know you don't like it and I just feel like you haven't given it the chance that it deserves. And so that's what we're doing here. So it's kind of like you're going to try to prove me wrong. You're going to convince yeah. me otherwise. Change your mind. Yeah, change my mind. Yep. Emperor's New Groove is not a good movie. Change my mind. Um, okay, and what we're also going to do, we're going we're gonna to break down the movie a little bit. We're going to talk about it quite a bit. Um, but then we're also going to play a fun game. And at the end of the episode, we're also going to get into any news pieces that have come out in the last week. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how this goes. So, Jess, mm-hmm. here you go. This is your chance. Why did you pick this movie? What is it about this movie that you love that this is the one? Well, part of it, too, is that I can't figure out what you don't like about it. It has an incredible cast. It's got incredible characters, great character development, great sort of opposing traits in everything. You know, you have comedy in every scene, every page of the story is just hysterical and funny for kids and funny for adults and the just character development is awesome okay all right well you know and honestly like i'm i i hear you and i think we're going to talk about this a little bit more but i think i i it's been a while since i watched this movie mm-hmm. i mean i know you will put it on on your phone like yeah. When we're falling asleep and by minute two of trying to fall asleep, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. You don't make it through the theme song. <laughs> the one song that's in the beginning. Um, but like my memory of it was never really strong one way or another. And I think I, well, that's not true. I remember <laughs> not liking it the first time I saw it. And I hadn't revisited it since. So this 
looking at it again, talking about it today has made me rethink this and really try to give it a another shot. Yeah. You know, um, another, which I think it deserves. Sure, sure, of course, everything deserves a second chance. Um, do you have any like particular memories tied up with this movie? Not really, and I don't remember when I started watching it. I don't feel like it was when it first came out. It might have been, but my memories of it mostly are from maybe middle school, I want to okay. say, which is post, obviously, 2000. And you it, watch it with your like sister? or Probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my sister didn't want to spend time with me, no. Probably. I... I don't know. I think that it was just a movie that may, maybe it's because I didn't watch it with my siblings. You know, they are older, so they kind of mm-hmm. had their own things. And so maybe by the time that I got that Emperor's New Groove came out, I was having more time by myself. And maybe it was just mm-hmm. something that connected with me. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's funny. It's my kind of humor. You know, the llama. Who doesn't? The llama. You know. Yeah. I think if you would, if you had the chance, you would adopt a llama in a heartbeat. If there was somebody on the side of the road who was like, I don't know what to do with this llama, you would be like, we'll take it. Well, it's I fine. I think if there was any animal on the right. side of the road that somebody was like, adopt this, I would say yes. Wolverine. I'm always trying to bring home <laughs> any kind of animals. So, oh. I mean, who doesn't want to see a llama team up with a human to take down evil? I mean, I never really thought about it before, um, but I, I, I never had that itch that needed to be scratched, I think. I did. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's, let's do this. I want you, for anybody who hasn't seen this movie before, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to summarize the movie. Sum it up. Okay. So a young, very young, I think 18-year-old, he's about to turn 18, right, um, year old emperor who is from somewhere i want to say south america maybe inca um he's super spoiled super entitled doesn't care about anybody but himself and he fires his advisor who in turn decides she's going to get back at him because he did not respect her years of service so she sets out to murder him via poison but her bumbling assistant mixes them up turns him into a llama and it's great content after that. He teams up with a gentle giant, this guy, and eventually his heart melts and he changes his mind. And it's a it's a nice redemptive story. Some of that is true. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, can you use... Okay, let's do this. Summarize it in 10 words or less. All right. Spoiled Emperor... Spoil Emperor, fires advisor, becomes llama, gets help, becomes human. Or or something, yeah. That's yeah. It's that redemptive thing, you know. I I can see that. Okay, can you do it in five words or less? Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we go into breaking down the story and kind of we're not gonna go scene by scene, but we might kind of go from theme to theme yeah. throughout the movie. Let's talk about the characters, because this movie is kind of really made up of just two sets of characters. Right. Um, two good, in a sense, and two <laughs> bad. Um, yeah. And so there's four characters who are the main yeah. people, the main players. Um, who's your favorite character? Oh, Kronk. Yeah, yeah right? Mm-hmm. Kronk is the best in this whole movie. You watch this movie for Kronk. Without Kronk, it would not be the same. Even without David Putty playing Kronk, it would be different. So anyone who doesn't know who David Putty is, um, you're not a fan of Seinfeld. Because you hear the, this guy's voice. He has such a distinct voice. Oh, yeah. um, and the places you attach him to is either playing Kronk in Emperor's New Groove or Elaine's boyfriend um, towards the end of the series. On again, off again. On again, off again, boyfriend on Seinfeld. And I just, at times I wanted to see um, Kronk just do something and say like, high five, you know? Because that's like one of his main things from the show. (laughs) Your putty voice is ridiculous. Isn't it great? Isn't it good? (laughs) No. It's awesome. It's good. I got got a lot of things going for me. Putty impression (laughs) being one of them. Oh boy. Um, Yeah, he's definitely the best character in the whole movie. 
He is the funny. Has the funniest parts. He has the mm-hmm. funniest lines. His voice really sells the character just yeah. over the top, and I think he's what makes the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would agree that he is very special and hysterical, and has a million great lines in his voice acting. But all of them really, it, it was a great casting. I feel like I feel like they all work really well together, and I feel like to be able to just be a voice actor and not rely on any physical anything but to convey so much emotion and comedy just through voice acting I think is awesome and I think that they did a great job all of them anyone else in particular other than um putty honestly all four characters I think that Yzma is an incredible villain she's funny and she's kind of scary she wants to kill a 17 year old kid who doesn't want to kill some people <laughs> she just whispered after saying that. Let's cut that out. No, that's staying in. Oh my God. <laughs> that's gonna stay in. Anyways, she's an awesome villain. She's so funny, and Pacha too, gentle giant. You you love him. I just I think that the development of all the characters is really interesting because you know we've said before that Cusco, the protagonist, people don't like him, but. It's like Pacha and Cusco are both protagonists, and one you really love to hate and one you love to love, and then you have the two antagonists, but is Krunk really an antagonist? You love him. Right. You love him, and you love to hate her, and so it's kind of like for both the protagonist and antagonist, you really love one and you really love to hate the other. I just... Okay. You say you love to hate Cusco. Yeah. I just hate him. Across the board... He is awful. There is nothing yeah. redemptive about him Ugh. at all. There's this. There's this. That is terrible. Well, no. Here, here's the thing. There's, there's a. Um, I, I've heard it said that when when telling a story, when even like in a movie, you need to have the saving cat moment early on. So that even if you have a character who's flawed, who's not good, there has to be something early on in the first five minutes of the the story to get you to see that this guy or this girl is worth rooting for. And I never have that moment with Cusco throughout the whole movie. But you don't need to root for Cusco. You have to root for Pacha who believes in Cusco. Poor Pacha is my point. He's a good guy. (laughs) And Cusco just takes advantage of him. You as a campus minister should be a statement of yourself. (laughs) Because how can you decide that someone is irredeemable? Because you've decided that for Cusco, and then you see at the end of the movie that he is redeemed. He apologizes to the old man. He brings him back into the palace. He, you know, gives him whatever he needs. He doesn't build his thing on his uh, Cusco-topia on Pacha's property. He does it next door. He gets... Pacha's whole family over there, holds the baby, plays with the kids. It's great. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna have to talk about this some more. I'm on the side that I do not like Cusco at all. I wait to get through the Cusco scenes, whether he's human or llama, just to get to Kronk. Oh. Uh, which makes sense that the sequel was called Kronk's <laughs> New sure. Groove or whatever. Is it was yeah. So anyway, um let's kind of go through the story. The first act of the movie, let's just look at everything prior to him becoming a llama. You get a sense that Cusco, like you said, is a self-absorbed, entitled brat of an emperor. Yeah. His parents, not in the picture. He's on his own. I mean, before you even get to that, though, the first scene of the movie is him as a llama. Okay. And crying in the jungle, and then he comes out, or, yeah, his llama self, the narrator, Starts to tell you how everything has was ruined for him. Right. And tell you how I got here. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts in the middle of the story, which That's I true. which I enjoy. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's a nice mm-hmm. little. Um, they they uh, they do that sometimes in yeah. television and movies to kind of say, oh well, let me show you how I got here, and it kind of brings it to. I'm, a, I'm familiar with television. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm not saying it for you. I'm saying it for the audience. They're familiar with television. Oh gosh! Too. Whatever. Stop it. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, we get a real sense that this this guy is no good. He's yeah. a terrible 
individual. He's a terrible person. He kicks an old man He's out the kid. window. He plans on on taking over a farmer's land just so he can build a second home there to have a pool. Right, with a slide. Right, that's where <laughs> you, you first meet him with Pancha. Pacha. Pacha. Stop putting that in there. Pancha. Pacha. No. I, Pacha. I, I, Pacha. You gotta put it on Pacha. Um, <clears throat> so that's when you first see the two of them together when he calls Pacha to his <laughs> castle and asks him, you know, I want to build around yeah. here. I want to I know the land. And he's like, boom, I'm going to kick your whole village out to build my mm-hmm. my home. And then he, he, um, then he fires his advisor being Yzma. Also, within the I first... I mean, Yzma, I would say, kind of deserved it. She was taking over his job, denying villagers of food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's not a great person either. <laughs> right. You know, um, um, voiced by the great Eartha Kitt. Um, she, Eartha Kitt's awesome. And mm-hmm. the fact that they got her to do this was is, is pretty awesome. I think it's a little... I think a lot of people talk about Kronk and David Spade and John Goodman and the roles they play, but Eartha Kitt... She's she nailed it. Yeah, she's awesome. She's just a great find to yeah. have in this movie. Um, so yeah, he he gets on the bad side for these from these people, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have Crunk and Isma's relationship established early on, where who's in my chair? <laughs> right. That's right, Crunk, and he's just an idiot, and he's helping her to stack the Cusco things. And then the whole, um, what's, what's the, you know, the, you know, the movie so well, uh-huh. you can quote it verbatim. What is the, they plan to kill Cusco yeah. using poison. Mm-hmm. And then they set up a dinner party mm-hmm. for Cusco to come over. And what is, what is the lines from, from Kronk? <laughs> right. The poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen especially to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison. That poison <laughs> <laughs> it's just like he, he has the laughable moments i yeah. laugh i he he has the best moments he has the be- best lines <laughs> that's true i laugh because i like him he's the yeah, best it's great yeah um and then that's when things go awry mm-hmm. and they, there's a funny thing when they're drinking the poison that they made for him, and she tips the glass into the plant into the plot <laughs> the plant next to her and then um, the plant turns into a llama. <laughs> Into a llama somehow, like like a. Which is just great. It's, I love those little things that they put in the background. Yeah, yeah. And um, I like when Kronk is drinking and just pouring, pouring out. It. Um, and then Kuzgo turns into a llama. Mm-hmm. Boom, Act Two. Yeah, and just Kronk trying to get rid of the body is. Every second of that is so funny between the. His theme song and his shoulder angels, which are hysterical. And when he's falling down the stairs and he says, back, elbow, shoulder, <laughs> as he's hitting them on the stairs, it's just gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, um, I would be interested in watching Kronk's new groove just to see what that's like. Oh, I'm scared. <clears throat> you, you never seen it? No. I don't watch sequels. <laughs> what was that? I don't watch sequels. Okay. No. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, maybe we'll. I'll, maybe. maybe I'll make you watch it, like you made me watch this. I think we need to watch this again. Oh gosh, please. <laughs> um. All right. So this is where we see um him get back connected with Pacha. Pacha. No. Why is that so hard for you? Just I don't say know. Pacha. Pacha. There you go. Okay. Um. <laughs> they get back together. And it's like, ah, talking llama. Ah! Llama face. Llama face. Jack and I quote llama face to each other more often than we'd ever need to. Who's Jack? Jacqueline. Okay. Well, I mean, the listeners don't oh. know. <laughs> Jacqueline, she is wonderful. She's a little sorcerer down in Cornwall. And uh, she's my best friend. Roommates. She's a Disney fanatic. I think that Disney runs through her veins and she also is an emperor's new groove uh fanatic so yeah if you're not sold after this maybe she'll visit when this is all over and uh maybe it'll be she'll a two versus you. one kind of a thing i'll tell you what you, you can't come up against against jacks you just gotta cave to her will we'll see something about it we'll see <laughs> we'll see how i feel after this podcast hmm. i mean i think we all kind of know which way i'm leaning but um we'll see Ugh. we'll just see <clears throat> um, 
So yeah, so then um, basically Cusco goes back with Pancha's um, family and you get to meet his wife and kids. And one thing that's interesting is the, with the wife is that she's pregnant. Chicha. Chicha. This is the first Disney movie to include a pregnant character. This is... I what, what other Disney movie where all the family is whole? No parents are dead. Nobody's dead. That's true. No one dies. Nobody dies. There's no real sad grieving thing. Yeah, except for Kuzco, the fact that he's he's he is doesn't have his parents. You know, we don't get that well, story. Yeah, but I think they kind of consider him to be an adult. Yeah, you know, adult at seventeen. Well, honestly, back then maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> It helps the story. <laughs> um, okay, well, um, and then he agrees to take him. You were saying she was pregnant. Oh, yeah, she was pregnant, yeah. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, and I think that's, um, she's a good character. And I, I think all the supporting characters are great. The old man, the, the workers at the castle, just up the stairs to the left, you know, the workers at the restaurant. The I love the restaurant. Yes. That scene's great. Yeah. Because, um, again... It's Kronk uh-huh. in the kitchen. That scene Jeez, holds you. Like you. <laughs> the, the rotating <laughs> yeah. doors. Make my potatoes a salad. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that moment. I like that scene. It's, again, one of my favorite parts. Um, but, okay, I'm going to say something I didn't say before. Pacha. Mm. Kind of bland at times for me. They could have done more with him. It's John Goodman. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, they could have given him a, him a little bit more comedy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, for this movie, it's so comedy. I mean, I guess the fact, he maybe my thought on that is a little bit not great because you got to have the straight man yeah. within the movie. And because Cusco is the ridiculous one. <laughs> Kronk is ridiculous, kind of working off mm-hmm. Yzma. Maybe it's good to have John Goodman to, I don't know, but he just seems kind of bland at times. I don't know. What do you think? I, I really like his character. I I guess I could see where you're you're coming from because he's not in the movie. I feel like for some reason I just feel like I remember him less from the movie. Right. I don't know if that's true or not, but um you're not laughing at Pacha the way that you're laughing at Cusco or right. Kronk. But I still really enjoy the character. I enjoy the interactions between him and and Cusco, I love the scene where they're on the bridge and he falls through. And I know you hate Cusco because he comes back to say that he's not going to help him. Yeah. And then he falls through and yeah, he, punches him. Like, it's great. Okay, so the fact that this is a redemptive story. Mm-hmm. You know, a story of somebody changing. and uh, For the better, and I'm just like, I feel like... He's soft. Kanye oh, West. stop, stop. <laughs> I feel like his arc, it, it needed to hit those points earlier within the movie in order to actually feel for him. Because even he lies to Pacha and says, yeah, um, I'm not going to destroy your house for my pool home or whatever, my yeah. second home. He lies. He lies to him straight up. And honestly, it's like two-thirds of the movie, sure. he's not good. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I think that that's so great that they give you a movie where you don't love him off the bat, where you have to you have to choose to be the better person even when there you can't find anything redeemable in the other person. But I don't find him lovable at any point, not even in the end. Not I don't even enjoy. at the end, no. the very end. No. Why? You don't you don't find you don't you're not happy that he brings the old man back and apologizes to him and makes sure he's okay. I feel like he's forced into this, like, having to be repentant and changed. How? Rather than having it, having it within himself to, like, have that spark earlier on within the movie. Like, the saving cat moment at the beginning of a movie. I need that a little bit to just give me a glimpse that this guy is worth having things turn out for him better in the end. I don't know. I like it that even though you can't find what's worth things being better for him at the end, that they still 
They still choose good. They still are good to him. Which is so opposite for us because I'm like, because <laughs> I'm rid of it. Like, yeah, cut that guy out. Like we'll watch other TV yeah. shows and we'll be like, why did that person kill them? And I'm like, babe, yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. It's, it is really kind of an interesting, yeah, um, change in regards to that. Okay, well, listeners, you'll have to tell us where you yeah. fall on in regards to. It, Cusco. It definitely goes against the typical movie thing, but it goes against the typical Disney thing where... Yeah, and, and we'll get into that in, yeah. in regards to typical Disney stuff that happens. And so, all right, so it comes out that the attempt to kill Cusco did not go through, and so Yzma and Kronk start trying to hunt down um, Cusco while Cusco is trying to get home. And... They kind of run into each other at the restaurant. Great scene. <laughs> um, if you are a fan of the movie, you're probably familiar with that part. And then it all... They go back to... This is the part that kind of confuses me. They're on a journey, but they go backwards. They go back to um, Pancha's house. Um, Pacha's house. And um, Yzma and Kronk is there as well. Well, yeah. It, it, I think there are points that are kind of confusing like that, but they... They joke about that within the movie themselves. They make fun of, <laughs> on all accounts, this doesn't make sense, you know, when they've got the map, which I like. I like that they poke fun. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I think that they had to, they had to go back to the house so that they could regroup because at this point now, they both know that the advisor, the person who took over for him is out to kill him. So they can't just go straight there. Right. I think is why they go back to the house. It's true. Because that's something that Pacha learns. Right. And the then Cusco learned it too. And then they get back together. And then they go to the house. Yeah. And then they end up going back to the temple, the castle or whatever. And there's the big showdown between the two parties. Mm-hmm. And in the end, the heroes are victorious. And the villain... Is defeated. It's good. It's fine. And the villain defeat is not in death. She gets turned into a cat. And then has to be in Kronk's junior squirrel brigade or whatever it's called. Kronk ends out just just fine in this too. Um, It's funny because I I was trying to think about who to kind of compare him to. The only thing that I can think of is in the sequels to Aladdin, Iago... Becomes a, a good guy. I've never the, seen the sequels to Aladdin. Oh, well, in The Return of Jafar and The Prince of Thieves. Um, he becomes a likable guy? Yeah. He joins, I, their, he joins their crew. Granted, I've never seen them, but I don't feel like that can compare because you love Kronk from the beginning. That's true. You do love Kronk from the beginning. I mean, how can you not like Gilbert Godfrey as Iago? Oh, wait. He's the bird? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I was thinking Jafar. No, no, Jafar is bad always. Um, yeah, okay. I still don't like the bird. Anyways, another movie. movie. Another thing. Um, so that is the story, and then in the end, like we've talked about, mm-hmm. Kuzgo decides not to destroy the the village, the home of um, Pacha. He and cares his wife. about his people. <laughs> you don't buy it. No, I, I just, I have a, I have a hard time. I, I don't, <clears throat> I, I can't take up into the last twenty minutes of the movie for you to start liking the main character. I just, I have a hard time with it. But, but the main character wasn't supposed to be liked. Kronk and Potter are supposed to be liked. Well, it Kronk is very great. effective. Okay, we're we're going effective. in circles. We're going in circles. Let's um sum up. Give our final scores to the movie, our final thoughts to the movie. And then do um, some trivia. Yeah, we'll do our little um, little game here at the end. Um, all right, this is this is your final arguments. Convince me. Otherwise, I am open. The jury is here. <laughs> Convince me that this movie isn't guilty of being not good. I think that it just is fun and wholesome it gives me saturday morning cartoon vibes i just want to sit in my comfiest pajamas get a bowl of cereal and watch emperor's new groove maybe a cup of tea that just sounds awesome to me uh it's funny all the way through the characters are awesome the cast 
does a great job of playing their individual parts. The lines are so memorable. Um, and just the development, the dichotomy between the different characters. And you don't believe it, but the redemption of Cusco and the fact that he kind of joins Pacha's family and he's got the the poncho crocheted by Pacha's wife at the end, you know, sealing his... Change. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's looking at me. When... Change your mind. <laughs> I'm willing she's it. She's tight-lipped <laughs> and she's glaring <laughs> at me Scooby-Doo from across vibes, the table. You know, when they're wrestling around with their ropes, it's got Hey Arnold, <clears throat> Phineas and Ferb, Saturday morning cartoon vibes. Okay. So, Great. if you were to give it a score out of five um, spinach... <laughs> spinach puffs? Yes, yeah, uh, spinach puffs. How, what would you give it? 4.8 spinach puffs. Wow. That is, that is high. I can, I, I don't, wow. All right. Um, goodness gracious. That's, Maybe 4.7. That's really <laughs> just, just shave off a little spinach from that. Take a bite out of it. Okay. Um, here's kind of my thought. Though the movie is chock full of comedy. Mm-hmm. It's hysterical. Um, Kronk is great. The f- breaking of the fourth wall is fun. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it, the humor is there. But when I think of a Disney movie, this is so different. This Don't think is, of a Disney movie. What's that? Don't think of a Disney movie. Well, it's, I, I can't help it. It's in, the, it's in the Disney library. It's in their animated film lineup. It's... In the year 2000, this is after the 90s renaissance. So this is after The Lion right. King, after Beauty and the Beast. You've got big shoes to fill. Yeah. You know, and honestly, like, towards the end of the 90s, we had, you know, like, Hercules and Pocahontas, Mulan. This is, like, the beginning of the end for me when it comes to what Disney would become. You know, just kind of in the 2000s, you know, somewhat through the 2010s, and honestly, like, you don't see a renaissance like we had before until we get to, like, Tangled and Frozen and Wreck-It Ralph and all those, Moana. Like, I think we're seeing a real upsurge again in regards to, like, really quality animated films. And I don't even think I really care for the animation within I this think movie. I that Emperor's New Group is a quality animated film. <laughs> She's... I think that after such an incredible... String. I mean, they can't keep it up forever. They're not, they're not pumping out Pocahontas every day. So I think to make a movie that does go against the typical Disney, where your protagonist, you don't love them until right. the end, and there isn't a dead parent. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have those dead parents <laughs> to make the movie work. Yeah. Um, well, I I think the like I was saying the the animation I have a hard time with because it. It doesn't look three-dimensional to me. It seems flat, even. It seems like a cartoon. It seems like a cartoon. I love it. Not like an animated <laughs> film. It, it looks like, like you said, Saturday morning cartoons. I love it. And so I don't have that same kind of dimension that I I love when it comes to, like, it, the animation seems so different than something that came just seven years earlier with, like, The Lion King and Aladdin, you know, where it's... And then with that, I mean, those movies have their comedy parts... And then, but also they had their heartfelt moments, and I just don't get that with this. I don't root for the character. I don't care for the character. I don't buy into it that he is genuine by the you know even by the end. I know he's holding the baby and whatnot. I just the, the movie he has the baby, but he's got, uh? the, he's got the the poncho. So, but in in the end, I'm gonna have to give it. You said 4.8 for you. I'm going to give mine a 2.8. I know. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a 3. I'm getting... I, I'm scared right now for my life, folks. I'm going to give I it a 3. I'm so disappointed in you. I'm sorry. You're a sicko. I'm sicko. Yeah, we're watching The Emperor's New Groove right now. What we'll have to do is... If we... if we, Jacqueline, if you're listening... The two of you versus me, 
convince me otherwise, I'll give it another shot. Any other listener who wants to convince me otherwise, I'll give it another shot. I love you, babe. You're my favorite person in the world. I don't care for this movie. Um, so, that's our review. Um, let's get into... We're going to... So, <clears throat> with these episodes where I have a guest come on and they choose um, what we're going to talk about, I want to play a game. And so, I told Jess that we would do one of three things and I would let her pick. It was either going to be trivia, it was going to be draft, um, a, like a fantasy draft of the characters f- to accomplish something, or um, it was going to be a recast, let's recast this movie with new actors, whether it would be a live action or animated again. So, um, Jess, what did you choose? Trivia. Trivia. All right, so we have prepared questions for each other. We're going to see who knows this movie the best after watching it most recently. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see who gets the high score. Why don't you start us off? Okay. Complete this quote. Cusco. Sharp, sharp rocks at the bottom, Pacha. Most likely, Cusco. Bring it on. Yep. Ah, yes. <laughs> Got one. That's probably as good as I'm going to do. All right. Your question. Number one. What kind of animal lives below Yzma's trapdoor? An alligator or crocodile or something. Alligator. All right. One to one. All right. Your turn. Or my turn. My turn. Yeah. I'm saying I'm answering. So Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. How many ge- generations has Pacha's family lived on that hilltop? Four? Six. Six generations. Six generations. I don't even know six generations. Um, okay, next question for you. Mm-hmm. What is the first animal that Kuzgo turns back into, or what he turns into when trying to turn back to the, into a human, when he's drinking the, the yeah, potions at the end. the first one he gets. I believe that would be a turtle. It is a turtle. crossing the bridge. Yeah. And he slows down. Okay, two to one. You're winning. See if oh, I can God. narrow the gap here. What does Kronk want to start dinner with? Is it the spinach puffs? No. He says, I think we'll start off with soup and a light salad and then see how we feel. Okay. <laughs> All right, um, your turn. What is the color of Pacha's hat? Well, I know his poncho is green. His hat was a dark color. Was it red? It's brown. <laughs> All right. I should have known that one. Okay. What game was Crunk playing when he and Yzma were looking for Cusco in the jungle? See, the the only game I can remember it takes place after that. It's when he's at Poncha's house, and he's playing jump rope with the kids. But it's it's not that. No, he's playing by himself. I think she might be getting stuck in the mud, and then she starts saying, "Why me?" I don't know. Exotic bird bingo. Exotic bird bingo. Yeah, remember he sees a bird and he says, "Oh, that's another square off my exotic bird bingo." <laughs> okay, I'm not doing good. All right, it's two to one. Um, your next question. Mm-hmm. Name three of the four actors who give their voices to play the four leads. Eartha Kitt. Okay. David Spade. Oh, John Goodman. And David Putty. <laughs> David Putty, otherwise Patrick actually something. known as Patrick Warburton. Warburton. Never Which is a weird name, but yeah. I think he's going to always just go down Patrick, as Dean. Yeah. He's always going to be David, Putty. David Putty. Or Kronk. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, you got that one. It's three to one. There's no way I can win. Go ahead. Okay. What's next? Oh, name Pasha's Llama. Isn't it like Misty or Mezzy? I want to say Mezzy. We have Mezzy. It's Misty. You're right. 
That was a guess. I, I thought it was <laughs> Mezzy, Misty, Me- Melissa. I don't know. Um, all right, your last question. It's three to two. How old was Pacha's son? Five. He was five. Dang it, that was my hardest <laughs> question, too. Uh, is that it? Do you have, any, uh, you have another one? Yeah, actually, somehow I have two more. Okay. Well, we'll just do this one. What famous Christmas song is associated with the film, or could be associated with the film, and how? There's only one song in the in the whole movie. Yeah, it's no, not it's beginning. not. It's not a Christmas song. It's in the movie. It's just a Christmas song that could be associated with the movie. Come on, you should know this one. I'm totally blanking. I don't know what I'm confused. Santa baby, because it's sung by Eartha Kitt. Well, that's not a trivia question about that the is. movie. That's it's a trivia a tri- question about Eartha Kitt. Who is Isma? All right, <laughs> here's some trivia. You're not gonna know this, but. Um, well, you might know this. Ember's new groove has music by who? I feel like I know this. Cause it, who does the music? It only has like one song in the whole movie. And it's the one at the beginning. I don't know. Sting. Sting. The police. I should have known that. I, I like the right. police a lot. I Yeah, it's in the, it's in the opening credits. Yeah. You see it on... Music done by Sting. I'm I'm sorry. All and right. The reason he did the music was because it was originally meant to be a musical entitled Kingdom of the Sun. And for that musical, can you guess who was going to voice Pacha? I think it'd be a huge disaster, but Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh man. Oh wow. Oh wow. We got a llama, wow. We got a llama here. Wow. <laughs> Um, you know who would have been great if he was still alive to play the role of Pacha part opposite um, David Spade would have been um, Cam- not Candy. Um, not Candy? No, no, no. Tommy Boy. Oh. Oh my gosh, why am I blanking? Big guy in a little Yeah, suit. down by in a van. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Chris by Farley. The river. Yeah, they. I mean, they did a. They did movies together. They were on SNL yeah. together. Yeah. Maybe he would have. It would have been good because to have a movie in which he was supporting to David Spade and. Yeah. But obviously he died. I think right. about probably like five years prior to that or so. All right. Well, um, that is the conversation around the movie Emperor's New Groove. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Jess was not able to convince me. To change my mind lose. about this movie. You're going to lose so many listeners. That's, don't say that. that. I, only have, that I only have so many. <laughs> um, and Comment that you want him to watch the video or movie again. Or, you know, honestly, the book isn't closed. If you want to come on as a special guest and you want to talk about Emperor's New Groove, feel free to come on. I'd, be, I'd love to have you. You can join in the conversation up, as Jack. well. Um, Jacqueline, you're welcome to come on. Bring on the heavy hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Throw down the gauntlet. Um, all right. This is great. Um, stay tuned um, for the news to come in just a little bit. back um jess thank you again for coming on to this week's episode it was a lot of fun i'm disappointed in your response but i'm yeah well i'm i'm sorry i i always just want to make you happy but in this case (laughs) i guess i cannot i can't get that job done i think we need to rewatch it but okay (sighs) if i have to rewatch it i really think we do Okay, so we do actually have to move on from Emperor's New Groove. Ah, shucks. But um, we do have a few news pieces to talk about um, that came out this past week. So what we'll do, Jess, I will run through these, um, see if there's anything in particular you want to just talk about, have questions on, yada, yada. And then um, if you have a couple that you want to talk about, one or two, I might have one or two that I might Mm -hmm. want to talk about a little bit further. All right, number one. It was announced this week that Disney Plus is working on a national treasure series for the streaming platform. It will correlate with the movies and will directly play into the next movie to come out in the series of films. 
Is <clears throat> Cage going to be a part of it? We will get to it. <laughs> Number two, there are new rumors for possible for a possible guest star or co-star in the Star Wars series Obi-Wan. Um, the rumor is, is that Hayden Christensen, the actor who played Anakin in the Star Wars movies, episodes two and three, might be reoccurring on the show. It's just a rumor at this point. We'll see if there's anything to come of that. Number three, <clears throat> this Friday we'll be getting a new Marvel cartoon for Disney Plus. It's a series of um, it's, a, it's a series, so it's a bunch of episodes. It's called the Fury Files. When I recorded an episode before, I the the article first told me it was the Furry Files, so <laughs> we thought maybe it had something to do with National Geographic and animals or whatnot. But Fury Files makes a little bit more sense. It will have Nick Fury as its main character. And what he will be doing is he'll be showcasing different heroes and villains from the Marvel comic universe. And he will use footage from other Marvel animated cartoons, as well as what they call live comic art to kind of get a, more of an inside look at Captain America and Spider-Man and whoever else they decide that they want to talk about. Number four, <clears throat> Disney Plus has announced a series based on the R.L. Stein graphic novel, Just Beyond. This will be a horror comedy anthology series similar to Twilight Zone or um, Black Mirror, but it will be fun for the whole family. And then lastly, number five, this comes from the Nat Geo corner of Disney+. Plus. They came out with a behind-the-scenes look of a new drama that they are coming out with called The Right Stuff. If that sounds familiar, it is based on the true life events, but also the book of the same title and a popular movie that came out with the same title in the um, 80s, The Right Stuff. It's about, um, it's about the early years of NASA when they're recruiting U.S. fighter pilots to test experimental aircrafts and rockets. These are the early guys to really get the space program started. Um, that is the news for this week. Jess, is there anything you want to talk about? Well, I'm excited about um, that last series that you mentioned. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I think that that's sort of in right now. This, you know, Hidden Figures was a big yeah. hit. And so I'm excited for it. I'm excited for a family-friendly Twilight Zone, Stranger Thingsy series to come about. So the, yeah, that's the R.L. Stein one. Yes. That's it. Um, yeah, it, but. you 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 were we were talking about this earlier. You've never really got into Goosebumps or anything like that. No, I kind of missed it. I think that my brother was into it, and for whatever reason, I think I just missed that whole train. If you go into my parents' attic, you'll see shelves and oh, yeah. shelves of Goosebumps. No, books. yeah, my brother had them as well. No. For sure, and the Hardy Boys, he had. Oh, the Hardy Boys. I was a I like the yeah. boxcar children. I don't think anybody else liked the boxcar children other than me. Well, you don't like good things. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the right stuff is. I'm I'm really I'm interested excited. in this show mm -hmm. because I like the movie. You pro have you seen mm -hmm. it? No. We'll have to watch it. It's a bit long. It's like three hours long, but it's a really great movie about the space race, the early you know getting this just a jump start on things. Um, it is awesome. I actually, from what I saw in the trailer, it looks really super good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What about the National Geographic, not Jeff, sorry, the <laughs> National Treasure, um, series? Well, I really enjoyed the first movie. You know, I think many people did. And then the second one was a little bit lackluster. Yeah. So, I think it's an interesting concept i'm not really sure why they're bringing it back up well it I seems think, a little random well disney, disney disney came out with the movies yeah so if they're looking they're looking to do a national geographic three and i've even heard that they're doing there's talks around doing a national Ge not the sheesh yeah, national treasure three and national treasure four um they are oof. yeah so i think having a series that kind of jumps kind of a shared universe kind of a thing between them is something that they're definitely interested in it's an interesting idea i really liked the first one i i liked the first one i think here was my problem when i watched the first one i watched it immediately after watching raiders of the lost ark oh <laughs> so i remember i was with a group of friends this was out in college um and we were at a buddy's house patrick who's actually going to be on the show in a couple weeks 
and somebody put it on after we got done watching um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I was just like, this is not as good. So I, I think there's like a, a bent that I had against it watching it, and I've seen sure. the second one. But what's interesting about the series that they're going to be having on Disney Plus is that it won't necessarily have all the same characters on it. I don't think Nicolas Cage is going to be on the show. Oh, love me some Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a weird... He's okay. so weird. He is it's so great. weird. Um, but we can, we can talk about that. We can fix that. I can, I, can fit, I can get you some different Nicolas Cage movies. We, can, we don't need anything beyond Moonstruck. No, no, we need... Before he got his feet. We need Raising Arizona. We need um, Con Air. We need... Face off. There's some really fun. Um, the Rock. Have you seen The Rock? No, you haven't seen any of the these. Rock no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <clears throat> um, anything else that you want to talk well, about? I mean, I don't really have too much of an opinion of the Nick Fury thing. I think it's interesting. Marvel or yeah, he's Marvel. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty big right now. So, sure. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be like an Agents of Shield thing or um. It's gonna be more. I think it's gonna be more of a. Well, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a look at Captain America for 10 minutes or five oh. minutes. And it's going to be more information rather than like mm. I'm sure adventure. I'm sure people will love it. I'm not really. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm indifferent. And then the Star Wars news, Obi-Wan, Hayden Christensen coming coming on for, for reprising have his I role. Have I seen him yet? No, you, you have not seen episodes one, two, and three. So you're good at this point because episodes one, two, and three are the, the rough ones. <clears throat> Which is debatable. Abby right. loves them. <laughs> Abby loves the first three. You should have Abby on here. That would be fun. Um, I would like to. I would like to. I mentioned it to her. and We'll see. We'll see. That's, <laughs> She's probably you, the same mind that I am. If you guys remember um, back to the very first episode, Tyler, when he was on, Abby is Tyler's wife. So gorgeous. Um, and she has a lot of opinions um, in regards to Star Wars that I do not share with her. Um <laughs> But she's also... And the, she can put Peter in his place. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, there's another challenge, another gauntlet being thrown down for Abby. Um, you know, for her spider? to step... What? Is that a spider? No, there's no spider. Okay. Well, with that, <clears throat> that's the news for this week. Um, I in, in a little bit, we're going to do our little closing. And I'll let you guys know on what we're going to be talking about next week on next week's show. Jess, again, thank you for coming on. <laughs> I'm sorry for the awkwardness. Is there anything? I, is there anything that the listeners can can? You, is there anything you want to plug? Should they know how they can follow you and <laughs> anything you have going on? Any uh, little side I have, a, I have a, a, a Facebook that I check very infrequently. <laughs> if you want to see pictures of my dog, and that's the extent of my social media. <laughs> Uh, but I will just plug Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> you can check find, it out. You can find her watching Emperor's New Groove. A hundred percent. Okay, so I I really hope you guys found that enjoyable. Uh, I I like having that little debate, and I thought it would be fun to have Jess come on. And just to, you get a vibe, a little bit of our relationship, our marriage, and how much fun we have together. And I I hope that you guys enjoyed this. If you want to enter the debate, I encourage you to kind of talk about it online on Facebook. And you guys can talk to me about it. I'm on there all the time. And maybe you want to take Jess aside, back her up. I encourage you to do so. Um, yeah, let's, let's continue having this conversation. And if you want to come on and talk about the, the movie again at some point, I'd love to do that because, um, yeah, yeah. I don't want to ever feel like, you know, I'm not open to have a conversation and, um, willing to hear other people's thoughts on it. Okay. So next week's episode, um, so Disney plus this Friday is going to be getting the second Maleficent movie. I haven't seen either of the Maleficent movies with Angelina Jolie. So this is going to be a chance for me to watch it, to catch up on both of those films. And what I want to do for this next week's episode, I'm going to have my friend Gina come on. And she's she loves Sleeping Beauty. So we're going to talk about the Maleficent movies. We're going to review both of them, kind of heart, look back at the original Sleeping Beauty movie as well. And just kind of our, remem- put our memories together and just... 
give our review, give our thoughts on these two films. I really hope you guys will enjoy it. Um, listen in. Um, you can watch those two movies. The first one is on Disney Plus already. The second one drops this weekend. All right. Um, until next time, I'll see you guys on Extreme Disney. Have a great week. Bye-bye.